right, welcome to another episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. I'm your host, Knox. You are. Yes, Big I earns. am. Big Earns here. And, oh, yeah, made it. Shoot, shoot away. I'm here. Because I don't want my lungers to taste like things. Yeah, that's Big Earn for you. How's it going? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm Chris. I'm here. Yeah. All I've had today is like six gummy bears and some scotch. That's about fucking accurate. <laughs> And next to me, on my left, Chef Kev with no catchphrase this week. No catchphrase is the catchphrase. (laughs) No catchphrase. I'm sorry, Chef. Mr. Hat is a racist son of a bitch. Mr. Hat. (laughs) (laughs) He's a racist son of a bitch. Speaking of racism. And, of course, I am not. I love glue. Because I love glue. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. And you are the glue that holds this together. Oh, you're so sentimental. (laughs) Like cheese on a pizza. Kind of. Yes. You know, you're you're a very certain kind of special. I got bit by a squirrel and I don't feel normal. <laughs> uh, you've been planning this out. Uh, right. Every three words we have a new sounder. <laughs> yep. I got some stuff. I ma- I did some research and I pulled some. Check us out on Bruce Booze Reviews, the new sounder podcast. He's yeah. Got, he's got a new program for it, too. It's a jingle palette. Yes. It's very streamlined. It's kind of cool. Our episodes are two hours long now. An hour of it is uh, just the sound <laughs> the <bites>. samples. <laughs> Hey, I got to learn somehow, right? I got to learn by doing. Yeah. Took me a while to get this program going so I can get everything just nice, perfect. So uh, so I did have something I just kind of makes me smile every time I think of it and giggle a little bit. But just uh, the other day, (laughs) giggle, Uh, just the other day um, on Facebook, we had a mutual friend uh, that posted about um, any bars that have, uh, you know, good outdoor patios to sit out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit, here's my chance. Tell them about Fargo Underground. I go back there and I see, oh, Knox commented. I was like, oh, fucker, beat me to it. Yeah, yeah here, go check out Fargo and... Underground. They'll show you where all the patios are open in the Fargo-Moorhead area. I also sent her a link to the website along with a food truck locator. So when the food trucks start being able to uh, run at full steam, they'll have all those on there as well. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny because it was like, a, ooh, ooh, it's a contest to see who can like post that kind of oh, Fargo Underground. I would have oh, done the oh, same view, thing if I was Bridgeview or, or something. <laughs> Knox always right there. Hey, speaking of Fargo Underground, let's talk about that for a little bit. We are sponsored in part today by Fargo Underground. You can go to their website, FargoUnderground.com. It's got some good events that you can get on the website. It's very streamlined. Uh, They have links to their Facebook, Instagram, their tweets, their Twitter. Their tweet center. And they also have links to downtown business directories and events and the happy hour specials, everything you want to do in downtown Fargo-Moorhead. So, yeah, check out the website, FargoUnderground.com. Uh, I had the plantation that we'll be drinking, uh, sitting at home. So I've had that. I, I got it somewhere else though. So if we haven't said it, it's yeah. motherfucking rums today. Oh, rums! Yeah, there's yes. like some of those bottles are almost empty. Well, one, well, two of them are. Well, yeah. that's that's some. But yes, today is all about. <laughs> that is some. All about rums, 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 rums. My 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 questions when when doing this. Uh, I, I wanted to ask myself three kinds of questions. What is rum? How do they make it? And one different kinds. And of, where can I get some? Of rum. Oh. Well, you can get rums anywhere. At a liquor store as long as you're 21 or over. Remember that, listeners. So basically, I, I looked it up. And rum, that is it's different from any other booze, is because it is made with sugar cane. It's aged in barrels, often in American bourbon distilleries. And the barrels are charred. Now, to run through this real briefly and quickly... Uh, the history, the word has been mentioned, the word rum has been mentioned as far back as 7th century AD and 1364 no. at the Congress of Krakow. We do know that the term rum seems to have arisen in the Caribbean in the 1600s. Uh, I looked and I, I thought 1651 was the, the earliest on that part. Following the develop, development of molasses-based rums, legend would have it that this happened in Barbados. However, in the decade of the 1620s, rum production was also recorded in Brazil. Is it pronounced Barbados? Barbados? I have no idea. And many historians yeah. believe that rum fo- <laughs> that rum found its way. Hold on, I got a fucking sounder for that too. <laughs> well, fuck off, guy. <laughs> so, okay, uh, rum production is also recorded in Brazil, and many historians believe that rum found its way to Barbados, along with sugarcane and its cultivation method- methods from Brazil. Now, there was a British etymologist who suggested the term might ultimately have come about as a shortened version of the Latin word for sugar, which is saccharum. 
Perhaps the best supported idea, though, is that rum simply developed as a shorthand for the slang term rumbullion, which itself could be used as both describe the liquor and mean uproar in a general way. Hold on a second. The first, my, my turn. <laughs> the first rum distillery in the British colonies of North America was set up in 1664 on Staten Island. Boston, Massachusetts had a distillery three years later. The manufacture of rum became early colonial New England's largest and most pr- prosperous industry. You were going to say prosperous. Yeah. <laughs> That's Prosperity, I was going for. Yeah. New England became a distilling center due to the technical, metalworking, and cooperage skills and abundant lumber. The rum produced there was lighter, more like whiskey. The association of rum with the Royal Navy began in 1655 when the British fleet captured the island of Jamaica. With the availability of domestically produced rum, the British changed the daily ration of liquor given to seamen. <laughs> oh, 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 you waited. Rubbish. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say anything. From the daily ration of liquor given to seamen from French brandy to rum. Navy rum was originally a mixed blend of rums that were produced in the West Indies. It was initially supplied at a strength of 100 degrees, UK proof, or 50% alcohol by volume, as that was the only strength that could be tested by the gunpowder test. <coughs> What's uh, the gunpowder yeah, what test? I don't want to know that now. Too. Uh, wait, yeah, he said semen. I was going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the oldest commercial rum distillery in the world still in operation is Barbados's Mount Gay, which was established in 1703. Now, the vast majority of rum you see on store shelves and in the wells of bars is made from the fermentation and distillation of molasses. The majority of them. The same molasses used in the production of brown sugar and in your grandmother's cookies. Molasses itself is the byproduct of the refining of sugar cane juice into the sort of crystallized table sugar we all have in our homes. It's a sticky, messy, plant and sugar residue left over from the process, which the more adventurous learn to make into the alcohol spirit. In doing so, they reclaimed what was essentially industrial waste and turned it into an industry. Yeast and water are added to the base ingredient, which is not only molasses, to start the fermentation process. While some rum producers allow wild yeast to perform the per- fermentation, most use specific strains of yeast to help provide a consistent taste and predictable fermentation time. Dunder, the yeast-rich foam from previous fermentation is a traditional yeast source in Jamaica. So he did this prior to joining with Mifflin and make a paper company? <laughs> Dunder Mifflin, yes. Uh, <laughs> boy. Diabetes. I'm yeah. throw- <laughs> I don't mean to throw you off your game so much. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, distillers that make lighter rum, such as Bacardi, <clears throat> prefer to use faster-working yeasts. Yeasts of slower-working yeasts. Use of slower working yeast causes more esters to accumulate during fermentation, allowing for a fuller tasting rum. Spirits are also created from sugarcane juice itself before it is refined into crystal sugar. And this liquor is called rum agricole. Hold on, I got a, I got a pronunciation. It looks like rum with an H, agricole, and it is actually pronounced rum agricole. What the? Rum f- agricole. I feel I like still can't just say that. Rum agricole. Rum That sounds can, like me, like three you, quarters of the way through the vodka episode. Can you do a sounder with somebody who's uh, like ha- doesn't have that weird accent? <laughs> no, I only have the French pronunciation. Rum agricole. Rum agricole. It sounds like it's a fucking Muppet saying it. <laughs> Something about a girl. I don't know. Chef. All right, first produced produced in French-speaking locales of the West Indies, such as Martinique, rums can be consumed unaged or aged in oak barrels, just like other rum styles. However, they are noted for possessing a similar but distinct flavor profile all their own, typically described as being lighter, fruitier, grassier, and funkier than molasses-based rums. In other words, they tend to retain more of the character of the plant from which they derived. Confusing things further is the Brazilian national spirit, Cachaça? Cachaça. Hold on. I got a pronunciation for that, too. Cachaça? Okay, here it is. Cachaça. Cachaça. Oh, it's got the squiggly on the C like Curacao. Right. I thought thought it was just like ashes on my sheet. Cha. Cachaça. Sa. 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 One more time. Cachaça. Cachaça. Yeah. There it is. 
We're going to fuck that up by the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking say it again. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I stopped so confusing attention. things further is the Brazilian national spirit, cachaça, which is likewise made exclusively from fermented and distilled sugarcane juice. Functionally, this means ca- cachaça is simil- <laughs> remarkably similar to rum agricole. I'm not going to French it Rum agricole. Yep. Although the unaged examples differ slightly in a few aspects of their distillation process. Age cachaça, on the other hand, becomes a more significantly different spirit from rum agricole due to the use of Brazilian hardwood varieties other than the ubiquitous American oak that dominates the rest of the rum industry. I want to get dominated by an oak. <laughs> no, it's not even a type. It's not no, even a type don't. of people. Don't get upset. You don't want to get dominated by an oak. I've seen what you can handle, and it's not an oak. So before we get into the different regions that we explored with our rums today, thanks to uh, Evan over at Bridgeview, um, I wanted to go over the color and grading of, of some of these rums. Now there's like nine different kinds of rums. White rums or silver rums are only distilled a single time which means more of the sugarcane molasses natural flavor remains in the distillate than in vodka, which tends to be distilled multiple times in pursuit of the most neutral and light spirit possible. Some are aged for years in used whiskey barrels or newly charred oak, which does impart a degree of color, color that is then largely removed from the liquid via carbon or charcoal filtering. So like Bacardi Superior? Yep. How do they get away with calling that Superior? Uh, they just compared it to their other Bacardi line. Fair. It's from Duluth, <laughs> and it's far <laughs> much better than Limon. Now, now most of the the white or silver rums come from Puerto Rico. Not all of them, but the, but the majority of them do. For the majority of products labeled as gold rum, which we do have one of, that typically means a rum that has seen some time aging in some kind of oak. But there are also gold rums on the shelf that are unaged spirits. That have simply been given a gold tint with caramel coloring. That's fucking bullshit. That doesn't necessarily make them inferior products, but you'd probably like to know you're buying an unaged rum when you pick up the bottle, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's like a padded bra. What kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if we're going to well, get to it, probably get to it a little later, but age statements on rum are real fucked up. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to uh, some of these other ones later on. But much like your, Chris, your favorite Captain Morgan, yeah. Spice Drum get, yep, gets a bad rap, which is mostly deserved. <laughs> it also gets a, it also gets a mad drunk. Mad drunk. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> All right. A spice infusion made sense back when rum was undrinkable without something to mask the harsh flavor. And even today, copious amounts of caramel and vanilla are used to disguise second-rate base spirits. To avoid the swill, look for a brand that isn't strictly in the spice market. If a distiller sells a great unspiced rum, you know the aromatic additions are more than just a cover-up. Now, if you're wondering if there's a distinction between bottles you've seen of dark rum or black rum, you can stop wondering. Both terms are equally meaningless as far as a legal definition is concerned. That's one less thing now. Yep, most of them. (laughs) So what I just said, forget about it. Yep. Most of them are aged for only a couple years, if at all, which you should really be able to tell by looking at their relatively low price tags. The dark colors achieved through overly generous use of caramel coloring, and they typically contain added sweeteners, especially unfermented molasses, that are intended to give them especially sweet, rich, sugary flavors, which makes these rums especially suited to mixing in tropical cocktails or classic mixed drinks like the Dark and Stormy. Dark or black rum is not aged much longer than white rums. The aging process may very well not take place inside of a well-charred barrel. Black rum does not particularly share taste characteristics with your favorite whiskey, unless your favorite whiskey is for some reason made with added sweeteners. To say those things are embarrassingly inaccurate is an understatement. And guess what? It's the first Google result for the words black rum. It's bullshit. Finally, there's the more recent emerged segment of premium rums, which are intended exclusively for neat drinking. As with other vague rum genres, things get a bit confusing. We're pretty neat drinking today. Yes, we are. I'm excited. One might wonder if first. If we ever get to drink. I know. <laughs> <laughs> one might wonder first, aren't the more expensive, well-aged, age-stated rums essentially the premium rums of this genre? And you'd be right. And yet, that's not what people really think of these days when you say premium rums. What they think are 
of our brands such as Ron Zacapa, El Dorado, which we do have, or Diplomatico, which have claimed the title by producing products that fit within a certain mold. And that mold is rich and sweet. These rums do contain age statements in some cases, but all are essentially trying to achieve maximum richness. That means a certain degree of added sugar or flavoring before bottling, something that many rum purists look on as a crutch of artificiality. Likewise, many of these products are complex blends of rums finished in many different types of casks, sherry, port, and many other wines, which all tend to add assertive fruit and sugar notes. This is all the intended effect, as premium rum is about delivering a somewhat hedonistic drinking experience, rather than a more balanced one. At the same time, though, it's common to run into more issues of misleading advertising with the premium rum sphere, especially when it comes to age and the use of the Solera systems of aging. And that is a process for aging liquids such as wine, beer, vinegar, and brandy by fractional blending in such a way that the finished product is a mixture of ages with the average age gradually increasing as the process continues over many years. Now, there's also like flavored rums, which are infused with flavors of fruits, such as banana, mango, orange, pineapple, coconut, star fruit, or lime. These are generally less than... Like Malibu? Yep. These are generally less than 40%. They mostly serve to flavor similarly themed tropical drinks, but are also often drunk neat or with ice. The infusion of flavors occurs after fermentation and distillation. Various chemicals are added to the alcohol to simulate the taste of food. Now, overproof rums are much higher than the centered 40% ABV, with as many as high as 75% to 80%. Um, two examples are Bacardi 151 or Patoro Moonshine. Uh, they are usually used in mixed drinks. Now, for the summary of that aspect, color, in fact, is a bad thing in general to conflate with the rum's age as any number of factors can contribute differing degrees of color within different frames of time. Aging a rum in newly charred barrels, for instance, will contribute a darker color much faster, while aging in used barrels contributes much less color. One of the reasons why caramel coloring is also sometimes a hot-button issue in scotch, which is almost exclusively used in uh, aged and used barrels. As a result, it's entirely possible for rum aged a couple years in newly charred oak to come out of the barrel a dark amber, while a 15-year-old rum in used barrels comes out a pale straw gold. Word. And that is my history. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it if, uh, you know, the computer didn't. To fact right. check some of the claims we heard tonight. Man, that's fact check. <laughs> now, to fact check that, all you got to do is head over to pastemagazine.com, look up rum on Wikipedia, and head over to an article on GQ.com, which I forgot the name of the article and the author. So I apologize for that. Oh, it's probably that. something like Rum for Dummies. Similar. Yeah, most likely. Similar, because I'm a dummy. Now, what we have today, we have six different rums from three different regions. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of, right? Yeah. So there, what, there's three. We got three English, two... No, one Spanish. No, two Spanish and one French. Yeah. Right? We. 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 Oh, monsieur. Yes. So let's start with this Room JM, which is uh, Frenchish. Oh, it's got the fancy room. So this word. is another thing, too. When I first started looking at rums uh, mm-hmm. to buy stuff, talking about age statements, some of these, you know, this is a 12-year, this is an 8-year blend. This one just says XO. This one's a 23-year-old. This one's a 12-year-old. And this one is 12 months. This wow. rum jam that we're doing. So I looked on another bottle of something else, too, and it had like a, a 3 or an 8 on it. And so I thought it was a 3 or an 8-year. Sometimes it's months, so you really have to read what you're fucking buying with rum. That's some real trickery rum with the numbers there, too, because 12 months is a fucking year. Right. <laughs> so, correct. It just so, makes it look impressive. Right. So that that's it, it's really fucking spotty you shit. Kidding. No. It, there is some fuckery here. There's actually an example of that. Some tomfoolery going on. The, the Ron Zacapa 23 Centenario, which you might as well consider the template for the entire premium market, rum market. That 23 displayed on the front of the bottle is not a proper age statement, but rather a reflection of the fact that there is a small portion of 23-year-old rum present right. in the distillery's Solera blending so system. It's blended with a 23. Right. So it's got so like a like, thimble, and the, and the rest of it's like six-year-old rum. Right. Probably. So like with scotch, if it says fucking eight-year, 
That's the youngest spirit in that fucking bottle. The youngest. Where yes. rum, it's like, ah, there's a 30-year, yeah, I spit a 30-year rum into here, and now we're going to call it a 30. Yep. It's super fucking sketchy. And Fucking pirates, man. And there was something I read about. Arr. The reason why it's unregulated is to help the market. <laughs> it's yeah, it's to great. get people to buy shit Then they don't fucking know what they're buying Spend yeah. your money that and helps the We're market. not going to tell you what it is No, if it was regulated, everything would be a hell of a lot more expensive But it would be a lot more factual mm, I'm and okay there, with that And there'd be a lot more black market Ripping off and filling with Shittier product and selling it as the higher end That's kind of what the gunpowder test was I looked it up uh, They would blend gunpowder in with their rum and then uh, a little, a little bit, and then light it on fire. And if it didn't like bang, they know that somebody had watered down their rum Fucking and drank man. their shit. Boo! <laughs> That's the gunpowder test. Those fuckers. What? <laughs> Weird. All right. All so, right. So the so the rum jam. If you go to the website rumjamusa.com, it's R U H U M. J dot M. It's jam. This would be under the ESB gold <laughs> gold rum. Uh, JM Gold displays a rich sugarcane flavor that has beautiful viscosity on the palate. The rich golden color is a simple result from the time it has been naturally aged in recharred bourbon barrels for a period of 12 months. Raw sugarcane and warm gingerbread flavors are softened by hints of vanilla and hazelnuts from this short time in oak. JM Gold is a rum that demonstrates a brilliant balance of reservation of ter- terroir with introduction of wood alchemy. That works exceptionally well in cocktails. So, yeah, viscous, right? We do a little swirl test. Yeah. You see in, uh, Look at the lacing on this it bitch. It lines that glass, Ooh. coats it really well. What's the ABV in this one? What does it say? 211. You passed the test. 40. 40%. 40? Okay. 40. That's what I said. And it's I'm 50. sorry. What, no. And what re- this, and is, this, this is... This is 50% alcohol. Ah, damn it. What were you asking, Ernie? Ah, you're right. 50%. There. And this is, that's 50%. And this is yeah. from the French. Now, of the three regions, uh, Spanish, French, and English, French-speaking areas are best known for their agricultural rums, which is the rum agricole. These rums are generally more expensive than molasses-based rums. And the regions included uh, Haiti, Guadalupe, and Martinique are typical of this style. So, yeah, uh, another thing I was looking at with, with the three regions, there's English, Spanish, and some just list them as agricultural rums as opposed to just calling them french french yeah yep so what do you guys get on the nose on this one uh, oak uh, oak and burn biscuits i, reach, I get it, a little butterscotch somewhere in that there. as well yeah it's, it's it smells just a very slight sweet. hint of butterscotch i thought and i'm like that's weird otherwise it kind of just smells like it's hot smelling corn for some reason there's not corn in it i think that's my eyes telling me that because you look at it it looks like goddamn corn syrup. Oh, but yeah, that's hot. It hangs in the back of my nose. Oof. Yep. Uh, I don't think this is going to be the worst smell in one of the day. Actually, it it probably will be now that I look at the lineup. But how do you, how does it taste, Christopher? It's hot and sweet. It's really just a lot of alcohol. I need to water it. Oh. I, I need to add to it. Yeah, I, I get a little bit of sweet there in the middle, but initially burned, and then a little sweetness. <laughs> a lot of water. And then it, uh, Grass. Then it kind of burns again. They said grass, and I get fucking grass in this. Like, grass that had been cut a day before, and it's kind of dry. This stuff dries out your mouth. Big time. A lot. Absolutely need a sip of Gatorade after that. This is, yeah, this is for, this is not a sipper. You're not going to sit down and enjoy this. It said great for mixing. Uh, Right? So, uh, I agree. This isn't, I've, I've, I've sampled a few rums now. Um, certainly this one would definitely have to be over ice if you're, I wouldn't drink this neat. 50% alcohol, just brutal. I'm a bedwetter. I'm a bedwetter. Yes, Captain Sparrow. Time you to go a back to it. <laughs> So it's pretty, I got, I got Shannon bringing down the, the, uh, dropper. I got a dropper upstairs. Oh, cool. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a giant fan of this one. <clears throat> it's too hot. I expected there, there to be a little more sweetness to it. You know, with with rums, right? Traditionally, it's molasses and sugarcane. It's they're generally going to be sweet, but this is really dry, really oaky. Um, it reminds me of some scotches, honestly, bad scotches. Yeah, yeah that that 
ta- almost tannic bite. It just dries you out like yeah. a, like a red wine. So if you except go to- for we keep comparing them to things that I like. I don't like this. Yeah, very much at all. That sucks. That that's a full bottle. Well, we'll keep it around for a bartender battle. Well, well, no, it, see what it tastes like with a little bit of Diet Coke or something in it, right? Yeah, or yeah, mix that's, something with that's, it. That's the real oh. test. We should have had a bottle of Coke down well, here. Or just do a fancy, you know... Put with some fruit or something. I saved my Coke for my motherfucking nose. I mean, for my Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Mountain Dew. You can mix it with a Mountain Dew. I think there might <laughs> be... It tastes a, like a sheet. There might be a... You know, like the... What is it? What's it called? Dark and stormy. It may be good with something like that. Yeah, but it wouldn't make for a real dark and stormy, would it? I'm Wasn't that who was at the northern the other weekend? Yes, uh, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> oh, she looked good. Dark and stormy. Ah, ah, dark and stormy. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna rate this a fucking one point five. A two. I'm gonna rate this a two. You sure? Uh, you, you could even do a seven five. Oh. You know, if you want. <laughs> So this is out of five now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I change it. That's right. It's out of five. 1.5. Chef Kev's going to echo that. 1.5 as well. No shame in that. Uh, This is not the Eldorado. Son of a gun. You son of a bitch. That's what happens when we... Don't don't blame the drinking. We haven't even started. No, I'm still on my first half of hams (laughs) for the day. So 1.5 for Kev. Half ham hands. I'm going to I'm going to do the same 150. I'll do that math for you. Thanks. You are a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> I am. I wish. So this this rum was a so smelly the, pirate hooker. Yeah. So the uh, average for the rum ham, I mean the rum jam is uh, 1.5. So what do you think? Five. What do you think these guys could have done better to make you guys like it? <coughs> no uh, idea. Produced a better product. How Again, so? it, Maybe well, we'll... We, we already gave our notes. There's far too much fucking... It, it's far too alcohol-burning, and you only get oak out of it. There's, there's, To me, I didn't get any like underlying current of anything fucking good in it. Maybe the barrel sucked then. Sure. I Maybe lower that 50% down to 40% and put more flavor in it. So I can you I tell that it was molasses. made primarily with... Uh... With the sugar cane? Absolutely. I uh, no, I don't think my palate knows the difference. I, again, it was just hot to me, and I didn't, I didn't get a lot of flavor from it. Okay, it was oak. It was just oak. So that recharring was, was probably a bad move. Go ahead and lick yeah. the fucking wood. Just lick the wood. That's all you're doing. Okay. And, but it's hot wood. So maybe not charred wood. so much. Gotcha. This rum be really dry, and I don't like it. You are a rum hooker. All right. Well, all right. The next one we have on. El Dorado is the El Dorado. I've had this one before, and it's I, 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 I'm not going to try and spoil anything for you guys, but it's better. <laughs> what's Damn, the, what's I don't even bother drinking it. Um, <coughs> okay, uh, it's a Demaria rum. Demara, Demara. Yep, it's Demara. sugar. All right, so this one is a Spanish rum. Now, si. about Spanish rums. Areas that had been formerly part of the Spanish Empire traditionally produced Añejo rums with a fairly smooth taste. Rums from Colombia, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Panama, the Philippines, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela it's Panama. are typically of this style. It's Rum- Panama. Dun, dun, <laughs> the rum from the U.S. Virgin Islands is also of this style. The Canary, Canary Islands produces a honey-based rum known as Ron Mil. De Canarias, which carries a protected geographical designation. So if you go to the theeldoradorum.com and go to their uh, blended rums, 12-year-old, this rum has been laid down in oak barrels for at least 12 years, producing a rich and diverse spirit. Blended to perfection using a combination of the Enmore and Diamond Kofi stills and the Port Mountain Double Wood and Pot still. Tasting notes are lush, lush, Tropical fruit and spice nose. I'm I'm a lush myself. <laughs> with hints of honey and dark sugar. The profile is round, mellow, and full-bodied with rich flavors of fruits and spice. The finish is delightful, elegant, and dry. Let's get in it. Get in it. What do you get for the nose? Uh, immediately sweeter, less alcohol burn. Caramel. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't smell hot at no. all like the uh, smooth the rum jam did. 
Why do we keep calling it Rum Jam? J.M. Rum Jam. Jim. That's fake news. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how else to describe the other, uh, like, uh, French toast. Okay. Kind of. And that's probably that Demerara sugar. Sugar. Demerara sugar. It's good. <laughs> I haven't tasted it yet, though. I will have to agree with you, Chris. This one is uh, better. <laughs> right? There's almost no heat on this. No, it's very smooth. Yeah, this, this is certainly a sipper. Um, mm. Probably you could drink oh. this easily neat. Maybe an ice cube in there. Just cool it a little bit. Oh, light molasses. But Good God. This was... Uh, it's definitely sweeter, sugarier, but much more palatable. It's round. Yeah. It's yeah. very round. We like to use that term. And uh, I would definitely not just when talking about me. Yes, or most of us. Yeah, that's good. That's you get a little mm. bit of that. I have some bad news. Oak off the back or something. Yeah, well, you know, at the back end of it. Don't get a lot of the barrel. What? What is it? There's there's really not much of a bite to it though. I mean, there's there's that steady burn, kind of as it goes down your throat into my uh, soul, Um, but not like uh, not like the other one. It doesn't it doesn't linger. What? So the back of the bottle says the fine age Demerara rum is produced by Demerara Distillers Limited, master distillers since 1670. And Demer- that's terrible news. Demerara, uh, <laughs> the region of Guyana is English. Oh well, we're fucking idiots. Ah, damn it. Well, it's still a good rum. Still yeah. great rum, yeah. But we do have another for sure Spanish one coming up after. What El Dorado is. Slow the fuck down over there. How is that English? It's produced by product of Guyana. Demerara distillers in Guyana, and that makes it part of the English territories. Hmm. All right, now that I go back to it, it burns a little bit at first, and that falls off immediately. So is this a darker style rum? Did it look darker than... Yes, yes. definitely is darker. Yep. Yeah. More copper, like a amber ale almost. Yeah, which would make sense because the English-speaking areas are known for darker rums with a fuller taste that retains a greater amount of the underlying molasses flavor. Rums from Bahamas, Antigua, Trinidad and Tobago, Granada, Barbados, Santa Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Belize, Bermuda, St. Kitts, the Demerara region of Guyana, and Jamaica are typical of this style. A version called Rude Rum or John Crow Batty is served in some places and is reportedly much stronger in alcohol content being listed as one of the 12 or one of the 10 strongest drinks in the world, while it might also contain other intoxicants. The term denoting homemade strong rum appears in New Zealand since at least the early 19th century. So it's got a Spanish name, but fuck, it's English. There's more, more rum trickery. This is the biggest bullshit I've ever done. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, you know what? Fuck it. We're not, we're done. No, no, more, you, no more rums. <laughs> episode canceled if they're gonna fucking lie to me about every fucking thing i'm out but the okay, rum's I'm, still I'm good here I'm but the rum is still pretty decent. i'm gonna drink the rum so, have you guys sampled it yet oh god yeah yeah we've, we've talked about we've it trampled bit. it a little bit already all right sorry i've been delving into this bullshit so i suppose he's wondering if we're anything more to say or if we're ready yeah, for numbers well let me give it one more glug and we'll see if there's anything need to revisit said. it one yeah. more time we do have a dropper in case you want to drop the abv down a little bit i don't think this one needs to be opened up at all it kind of tastes like straw like hey like hey 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 <laughs> like hey or hey but i don't mind that that's probably the barrel they're just not very no i think these would be in the uh second use i think on these ones yeah, I don't hate this. And I don't like rum. Yeah, I, I just don't have a lot of experience with drinking the sipping rums. Other than, you know, I'm like Bacardi Cokes or Morgan Cokes or whatever. Um, so I really haven't had a lot of just good sipping rum. So it's obviously out of the two, this is my favorite so far. But I feel like some of these might even be better. So yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's one of those things on. where I, I put a high number on this because I like it better than the, you know, piece of shit we had first, which is a good probably mixing rum anyways but i don't want to rate this a high number and then it's like oh my god this is so anyways well now you're on the spot rate it i might as well i might as well give it a out of five uh, a three seven five. Oh god are we all reading each other's minds chris no we're not 
I think it's a, a really good rum. I've had better, and I know that I have, and I know that at least one uh, or two on here are going to be better than this. So I'm going to put this more a little bit mid-range and then go just right at three. It's a, it's a bit above average. All right, Kef? go ahead, Chef. What's your what's your review on this one? I Chris made me manipulate my number a little bit because I did look at the other rums, and there are two on here that I know are going to be better than that. So 3.5 for me, but... I still liked it. Yeah, it's good. All right. So the average for the El Dorado uh, 12-year uh, Spanish-English is... <laughs> Spanglish. Spanglish. Is 3.416, repeating six. Hail Satan. little dash above the six. All right. Above average. See, because Evan said that that was a Spanish one also. Mm. We've been manipulated. Even the people at the liquor store are in with the Even the people, people that say, right? Well, you can't get away from the lies. <laughs> well, this next one is probably made up too. The, the, the Kirk and Sweeney 12-year-old. <laughs> now, this is, this is the one that the podcast gave Ernie for his birthday. This is my birthday room, yes. Mm -hmm. And this is 23-year. Mm -hmm. But that maybe that was how old the guy who made it is. I think, yeah. <laughs> we, at this point, we have no idea what the age statements mean. <laughs> Dominican rum. Okay, on the nose... Vanilla, butterscotch, and caramel notes are, are really light. Uh, I, mo so, yeah. Okay. A little bit more alcoholy than the last one. I agree 100%. But it's not overbearing. I get a little bit of that caramel sweetness, probably. It's there. <laughs> it's okay. there. It kind of smells like... I smell cigarettes. Oh, that's my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get salted caramel in this. Well, that's your hand, too. <laughs> That's the lotion I use to masturbate, is salted caramel. I exfoliate at the same time. It's sea salt, too, it's so it's kind of coarse. Because <laughs> I hate myself. <coughs> yeah, I kind of agree with everything Chris said. It's it's uh, Now you're learning. It, there's a little bit of heat to the aroma, but not as um, bad as the first one. What the alcohol thing. percent? 40 on this? 40, yep. What are you guys getting on the taste on the, on the, on the lips? So... Again, this one is a little more alcoholic tasting, um, and I think I associate that with you get oak because yep. oak kind of dries you out. Smoky oak in there. Is there so, honey yeah. notes? Um, honey, yeah, honey. light light honey. There's some sort of candy in here. I can't put my finger on. That's not. Yeah, it kind of leaves that uh, caramel candy, like toffee um, aftertaste in the very back of my tongue. Oh, the burn does kind of linger. Yeah. But not bad like the first one, but it, it makes my chest burn. So I like it. I don't that, uh, fucking almost like it more than uh, I, the last one. I definitely like it more than the last one. I think this is uh, I think this is great with uh, ice poured over ice. I could see that one Knox, big ball of it. Knox has got the water coming. I got the dropper. I'm gonna open this bastard up. Fucking each other's moms. Yeah, so I say well, a little bit more burn, a little, but also a little bit more flavor. It's not just burn for the sake. It's fifty percent alcohol. It's well, it's because this 40. is only forty, but the the rum jam the one. Rum jam, jam. Oh, you're probably saying it that way. I'm just hearing it. Hmm. No, I didn't need that at all. In fact, that made it worse. It diluted a bunch of flavors. Yeah, yep. I don't know about adding water. To rum. No, I don't, I don't think it's going to... Well, I think I, ice, I think chilling it a little bit, so getting ice, you know, a big cube that doesn't melt real fast, mm -hmm. um, so you keep it concentrated a little more. I, I think just a little bit cooler temp instead of room temp would be better for this, but... Any other tasting notes there, bigger? No. <laughs> uh, just uh, good lacing nope. on this, too. Is it oily? It's got a good mouthfeel on it? Yeah, the mouth feels fine. It's actually kind of light compared to all of them except for the first one. That was just fire water. All right, who wants to throw numbers on Ooh. this one? I'll start, and I'll give this one um, 3.25. Uh, God, fuck me. 3.25, fuck me? 3.5, fuck yourself. <laughs> Kev? 3.5. How else do you get to the booty? Well, I think I'm going to keep the math easy. I think I'm also going to give it a 3.5. So the average for the Kirk and Sweeney Dominican rum, my birthday rum, is a 3.50. 
rum punch. Rum punch. Quite satisfactory. <laughs> yes. Well, that was three rums. So we'll take a quick break for uh, so you can listen to some music. And um, since we already did our sponsors, we got to do one more sponsor to go, and uh, we'll be right back. And we are also sponsored in part today by Bridgeview Liquors. Yes. Which I will pull That's up. correct. <laughs> you are two for two so far. <laughs> Nothing slips by you there, buddy. God, he's good at his job. I thought I was going to meet Knox at Bridgeview Liquors the other day. We were texting, and I was like, well, I got to go to Bridgeview and pick up some rum. He was like, all right, I'll meet you there. Uh, and he meant his house. So I was, oh. I, I spent about 15, 20 minutes just reading Stand the back around. of all the rum bottles. Like, oh, oh do, 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 do. and they're like, uh, sir, can we help you? I went, nope, I'm, I'm helpless. And then I finally text Knox. I'm like, so are you coming? Yeah, I'm already at home. <laughs> yeah, it was a big misunderstanding. That was my yeah. fault. So I just, you know, who doesn't like to just stand by well, yourselves? Hey, you got to peruse their whole selection of uh, fine craft beers and uh, liquor selections. Reading gives me a headache, though. <laughs> because uh, Bridgeview does have an impressive supply of craft beers, wines, and spirits. Bridgeview Liquors offers the best variety in Fargo Moorhead. Not only that, but they have the best array of alcohols. Oh. They're the most conveniently located liquor store in South Moorhead. They're just off I-94 and 8th Street in Moorhead in the Hornbachers building on 37th Avenue. Hey, Chef, uh, let us know what their liquor specials are coming up. Next month, from the 3rd to the 9th, we got Miller Lite 24 packs, 12-ounce uh, cans, 1949. You're saving 250. Sam Adams 12 packs, 1449. Guinness 12 packs, you're saving four bucks. And uh, for you craft beer snobs, Summit Twelve Packs, twelve ninety nine, and that's going to be an all week, all month long thing for August. They got uh, two dollars off the six packs of Summit and three dollars off their twelve packs of Summit. And the Kim Crawford wines, the whites you save four bucks, and the Pinot Noirs you save five bucks. Keep the wife happy, and that is all month long for those two items or those four items, or your husband. So stop on out to Bridgeview Liquors at Where Chef. Well, can't read it. Angle. South Moorhead. <laughs> 935 37th Avenue South in Moorhead. You can reach them at 218-477-6162. They're open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9.55 p.m. And Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5.55 p.m. Thank you again, Bridgeview Liquors. All right, welcome back from our break. Uh, today's episode, again, in case you haven't caught up yet, is about rums. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Is that the intro to Roseanne? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, it's from my mood from the Fillers, who were a band in town here. Joey, who, uh, the lead singer, Joey Joey Koontz from he lives in Bakersfield now. He was the lead singer. That's who I saw at the gas station today. He didn't look hood enough to live in Bakersfield. Bakersfield is like fucking country. Like we're talking. Dwight Yoakam's on the streets of Bakersfield. Come on, homie. Yeah, uh, the skate crowd. <laughs> is he falling in Bakersfield that bad of times where he's on the streets now? Yeah, Dwight Yoakam. All right, uh, we're going to continue on. Uh, we got three rums left by two different distilleries, and the, these remaining ones are actually English. So we've already talked about the English ones being darker, a little bit more flavor, more molasses flavorings on them. Uh, the next one is. Plantation XO. What's the XO mean? Xylophone, organ. Well, the Plantation XO 20th Anniversary Edition. If you go to plantationrum.com, quintessential Caribbean. Caribbean. Whatever whatever the fucking word that means. All right. (laughs) Or how the hell you (laughs) say it, whatever. To honor Alexandra Gabriel's 20th anniversary as Master Blender, we created Plantation XO 20th Anniversary using a blend of quintessential extra-old rums from Barbados. Over a decade later, we are still very proud of this rum, as it continues to receive praises and top awards. First aged in bourbon casks in Barbados for many years. Doesn't say how many, though. This rum is then sailed across the ocean in barrels to the southwest of France to be further matured in small, farined French oak casks. This centuries-old double-aging process imparts incredible smoothness and complexity. It unveils a sophisticated palette of chocolate, vanilla, ripe banana, roasted coconut, and a hint of fresh mango notes. 
With a remarkably long finish, Platinum XO 20th Anniversary is truly a rum to savor. It's 40%. It's uh, made with molasses. Three to five days fermentation. And the nose, it's going to be a stunning floral, fruity opening aroma. And then fragrance of vanilla, cocoa, and milk chocolate. The palate being mango notes lend evidence to its advanced age, a result of long maturation in French oak <laughs> cask. Advanced age. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Yeah. We've talked about the age on the fucking rums. That's what XO stands for, right? Extra old. Extra old? Yeah. Okay. So. so what do you guys get in the nose? So I don't get cocoa like you were reading. I get some banana in there, though. Yeah, a little bit I, of banana. There's not much kind of light on the nose. It's very light. There's not much there. It's really pleasant. Um, but yeah, it's not no overwhelming anything on the nose. No burn though. Next to next to no burn on the nose. Next to no burn when you drink it too. Mm. This is smooth and caramely and a little bit of okay. When you say fruit, I just think I'm thinking bananas in this thing. But yep, something right on the roof of my mouth. I, I, I do get a little bit of burn in my nostrils, but it's it's. I don't mind it. There's a round round note of mango. It comes in really late. Yep. Like a dry swallow later. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Top of the mouth. Wow. Yeah. This is really complex and fun. I like this one. Yeah, this is a, this is a good sipper. This probably be good with a cube of ice. It doesn't need it, though. Not hot at all. No. Good God. Yeah, I get caramel. I do get that little bit of that banana. I do get that on the very back end, a little bit of chocolate milk. That is so fucking nose. fruity. Dude. Wow. Yeah, this is a... Up there with that bamboo with you guys? I'd say this is better. So bamboo, I don't consider really a rum. That's a rum liqueur type thing. It's so sweet. Um, is that what it... Okay. No, it'd be that one thing in the pan. Oh, I can't We did have the rum was. XO is, though, is a real rum, isn't it? I have both bottles over there. I should check it out while you guys are talking. You can do whatever you want while I'm talking. It's free country. Anyway, yeah. does anybody else though? have anything they want is to say it? about this one? Um, uh, it's definitely sweeter. I, I agree with everybody when they said what they taste. Um, I get the banana. I get, I get, I do get a little bit of burn, but she's a little bit. Yeah, it goes right to like the sinus yep. area, uh, but not overwhelming like um, the first one we had. The way it hangs on your breath is really interesting too. Like as I breathe out, I can still taste those fruit notes. It's yeah. a, it's a weird reminder. I feel like I could drink this. A, a different, bo- even the same bottle six months later, and I'm still going to find new things in this yeah. that I never discovered. Yeah, it's a fun one to just sit and like probably smoke a cigar with. Yep. Hang out by a fire and uh, talk about it. <clears throat> so it's yeah. labeled as rum. The bamboo. I'm pretty sure. But. Bamboo. Yeah, the bamboo. The XO's um, got a really good description on the back. But it, it, it's just, I, I, I was talking about like how sweet oh, okay. it really is. Yep. It tastes to me. More like a triple sec version of a rum. Okay. Yeah, that is what I mean. The bamboo, yes. Yeah. You guys want to throw some numbers on this Plantation XO Definitely. then? Definitely. I'll, yeah. I'll yep. start. Uh, I'm going to go with You a, would. You brought it. it it's uh-huh. a fit, probably a 4. 4.5, 4.25. Oh, it's really good and it's close to perfect. I don't know. 4. 4.25. Kev, same thing. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna find a better version or a better rum than this today, but I'm uh, I'm open to find it. Yeah, and uh, I actually wrote my number down before you guys started, and I wrote down a four point two five as well. Fucking crazy! Jesus. So, Math is gonna be easy for you today, big. So the average for the plantation uh, Barbados rum is a uh, four point two five. It's the XO twentieth anniversary. anniversary. XOXO of somebody's wedding that was sitting next to it while it was being distilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next one is also a English style. It's actually going to be a vertical podcast. Got the Appleton Estate Jamaica Rum, new eight-year-old reserve. Appleton Estate Jamaica Rum, the oldest continuously rum. Distillery in Jamaica announced a new premium eight-year-old reserve for master blender Joy Spence. Inspired by the vibrancy of Jamaica, its land, and the joyful nature of its people, eight-year-old reserve is Appleton Estate's most versatile expression of aged rum. 
The release of Apple and Estate 8-year-old coincides with the brand relaunch featuring newly designed packaging, including a reimagined bottle and label that all the brand's bottles will incorporate. Crafted by Master Blender Joy Spence, uh, this beautiful rum reveals aromas of spicy fruit and oak, followed by hints of honey, vanilla, and Appleton Estate's signature orange peel note. In keeping with the minimum That's age, what that is. In keeping with the minimum age requirements of all Appleton Estate bottles. A little orange peel. All liquid in this rum has been aged for at least eight years, creating a smoother and more robust tasting experience. Appleton Estate rums age nearly three times more quickly in the tropical Jamaican weather than spirits aged in cooler climates, allowing for richer, fuller flavors to develop in a shorter time. The increased ABV of 43%. Results in a more stabilized final blend, presenting more oak extracts and richer, fuller flavors. Yeah, so the nose, I, the, I was like, there's something there. Then you read orange peel, and I'm like, okay, that's what it are. Holy shit, yeah. That's I was at the spicy. same way. It's like it, it has a light aroma, but tell you what, you swirl it around a little bit, kind of jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. And this one's only 30 bucks. Mm, it almost yeah. smells like an old-fashioned to me. I got this uh, information about the eight-year at spiritedbiz.com, in an article dated April 22nd, 2020. That's a pungent son of a bitch. It smells like whiskey to me. What's that? Yeah, there's a little bit more sweetness to it, though. But, yeah. Like Jack Daniels. No, you're wrong. That's sweet get, garbage. That's there's, Well, Jack Daniels is uh, more charcoal isn't it? Uh, haven't drank that's the in Kentucky years. style. That's got some right up there. That's for an uh, that's for a future episode, mm-hmm. uh, Jack. Yeah, mm. that's that whiskey blind one that's coming up. Yeah, that'll be fun. I uh, yeah, I get a little bit more of that burn off of this, but again, not too overpowering. Do you want to, for for me? Want the water drop? Yeah, I actually haven't added water to any of these yet. I don't. <sighs> it's hard to describe what that flavor. I can't pinpoint what that flavor is. It kind of goes away. It kind of just leaves like me with a burn. It's just oaky burn again. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, yeah, oaky burn. There's more going on in here. I do get a little more of the, the sweetness, and I do get a little more of that orange peel a little bit. Okay. That's going to be, it's but gonna it, be it's, the next one, too. It's just like an overpowering sense of oak again, though, where yep. it just kind of dries out. It's got great initial flavor, but that shit just fucking washes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get anything distinct uh, out of this fuck, why whatsoever. Why do your pants tie? Too hot? Uh, well, yeah, I just added some water. We'll see what happens here. Yeah, uh, too, I get it. too much wood. It's too much. Yeah, it's like uh, you both have said it's kind of oaky, oaky burn at the end and just for sake of burning. I don't know what it is. It seems like when rums have too much of the oak flavor, like it's a thing that you like about bourbons, but when mm-hmm. you have it happen in a rum where you want, I think maybe it's my brain thinks it's supposed to be sweet and Captain Morgan all the time, just fucking diabetes me up. <laughs> it, it throws me off, and I don't know what the fuck to think about it. Uh, fuck it. Let's throw a number at this. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Yeah! <laughs> Did you taste it? Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Yeah, yeah. he's not active. Good answer. All right. Yeah. Kevin, number me. Um, Two. Number me? Try no. my avocado soup. <laughs> About as good as avocado soup. Ernie. Uh, 2.5. I'm going to say what I gave. What, that second one, that Eldorado? I think I gave it just above average. I'd say this one's real close to that 2.75. It's a bunch of pot pirates running around a pancreas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the average for the Appleton Estate eight-year reserve is 2.41666. All right. So on to the 12-year. Now, this one is actually on the website. Uh, the Appleton Estate Rare Blend 12-year-old is a minimum age rum, as indicated by the number 12 displayed on the bottle. The rum is aged in number one select American oak barrels. Select aged rums all matured for at least 12 years, not 12 months like that shitty fucking rum we had in the beginning. Room jam. Appearance is going to be a wonderful deep bronze with a honey gold rim. The bouquet is going to be a constantly evolving taste experience. You'll find deep oak, fruity, and cocoa notes, followed by delicate molasses, vibrant orange peel, rich vanilla, and subtle coffee. 
with a hint of toasted oak and almond. I don't think I can smell cocoa or something because I don't I get, don't get fucking none of that again. The finish is going to be bittersweet and luscious. <laughs> bittersweet, like a symphony. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, this life. That's ah, oh, piss. <laughs> Suck it, Trebek. Affogato. Throwback to an old rat episode. <laughs> it smells like the last one, only it actually kind of smells like uh, like something good. Molassesy and sugary more, goodness. Little, more rummy sugar. Little sweeter. Yeah, this is more what I would expect. Holy Long John Silver, a pirate periscope. <laughs> Holy rusty metal Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman. Holy He's the man. Holy donut Batman. Oh yeah, that's totally different. It is nice. It tastes it tastes like the barrel, but it doesn't it's not, it of doesn't dry me out. Huh? Of a gun? Like a rusty <laughs> yes, metal barrel. Gunpowder gun barrel of a gun. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's uh You guys are pretty quiet on this one. It's the last one of the day. It's only just a little bit better. I think the burn is a little has mellowed out a little bit, and some of the flavor comes out a little bit more. Oh, I don't know that I. It's still hotter than fuck on the nose. What is this? Twelve hundred percent ABV? Just forty, isn't it? Forty-three. Forty-three. Yep. It's warming up my whole fucking face, though. I can feel myself just getting hotter. I can feel it in my toes, like a scotch. You look embarrassed. <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's getting hard to put them down now. Yeah, I'm not sure that this is great. <laughs> like, it's good, but nothing blows me away. There's nothing I go, ooh, I like that part of it. Well, let's number this. If you don't have any more tasting flavors okay. other than who, uh, and then what we can talk that's about. That's really all it was. And yeah, then we can talk about trying them the eight year and the 12 year and what the difference was. So, uh, Big Urn, you haven't started out the numbers too many times to date. No, you, I have not. Why don't you give this one a number, please? I think I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, ditto three. Two, seven, five. All right. So, the average for the 12 year rare blend Appleton Estate is, I fucked that up. 2.875. Thank you. 2.875. Math. Right above average. Okay. Math. Not once. So, the winner for the day of rooms, sipping rooms. Plantation. Is plantation yeah. with a 4.25. That was easily the best drum. And uh, remember Kirk you- and Sweeney was probably close second. That was that actually was second at three five at three five oh and then so the difference between Appleton 8 and El Appleton Dorado. 12 yeah, let's is talk about it's that. a little less woody. You get a little more dynamic flavor from it, but nothing that screams, uh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm better than you. It's maybe five bucks a bottle it's better. It's incrementally oh, okay. better, but none of these are something that I'm going to rush out to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, that Plantation and that Sweeney are things that I would pull out for people like Actually, like you should try these. They're really good rums. The Appletons, to me, uh, are maybe better for drinks. I agree. Like the more and, and the rum JM is better for like a Maltov cocktail. A Maltov cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> set it on fire and throw it at somebody to fuck them too. Or you could do the Appleton and slucked elegant cocktails. That's what I fucking said. As the website says. As That's well. what I said. Now the <laughs> website's stealing my material <laughs> yep. too. It's sure probably lying about it. Uh, someone's got to use it. You guys are cocksuckers. How's your infinity? I don't even want to try it. I kind of don't either. <laughs> like, uh, fuck. It's a wicked, wicked infinity cup. Yeah, the plant, uh, the plantation stands out, and you can smell it. No, it, the, it's the it, only thing that smells. This like actually anything. tastes better than uh, what I expected. The infinity cup. That's I really good. wish we would have uh, done this smells. with ice, and I think that might have helped. Maybe you're supposed to chill rum. Maybe I don't fucking know. I kind of went into this blind. I didn't. I, I don't. I don't know either. Actually, I guess we got to start over <laughs> from, the t- from the top with Re- ice. Redo bourbons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give us a chance to put some glitter on too. No, now we'll do bourbons again soon. I love bourbons. Me too, and I've got a fucking boatload at home now. 
A boatload. Dude, I will fuck anybody up who makes fun of my oot. A boat (laughs) show at the Fargo Dome. Who's fast? So what did we learn from rums? I know that Captain Morgan is a shitty spiced rum, but it's delicious and fucking Coke. And uh, some of these more sipping rums can go fuck themselves. Why's rum gone? Well, I kind of have an idea of if I saw these at a place, I would know at least which one not to get. Or if I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll use that in a drink, like the rum jam. Yep. Rum is just so hard to figure out because they lie to you so much. Right. Yeah, that, that really complicated everything. I just learned that I still don't like rum. <laughs> yeah. I think Except I just, plantation. I think I, oh, and Plantation, they're going to change their name. Are, uh, are they? Yes, they, it was announced this year because uh, Plantation and, you know, the whole slavery thing. Plus, when rum was being shipped for... It was part of slave trade. So, like, it's just a bad look. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> anyway, think for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the, yeah, thanks for the info. Sorry to get all political. All right. Well, I'm fucking done with this shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, overrun. I guess I just got to, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, anybody have any Coke? Finish these uh, little bit of glasses I have left. Oh, oh. for that. I didn't know if you're talking. Uh, hey, yeah. hey, come on, guys! Look, I mean, you just, look at me trying to I be gotta quit uh, referencing prepared. I, I didn't suck them all down like I normally do. I'm still coherent. I'm not slurring so badly yet. Not, not yet. No, not That's yet. how you know we didn't enjoy this episode too much. Nobody walked out of this well, one and, hand. Was, no, so I liked what? it. I'm, I'm glad we finally did rums. I mean, it was, yeah, and I it had and to I, be done. I certainly want to test out more rums. Yeah, because um, a good rum is. Really good. Bad rum is really bad. We labeled some of these uh, middle ground, but I mean, there's, I didn't see a ton of fucking like differences between a lot of them, right? It was mm-hmm. just either that's a bad rum or that's a good rum. Well, we didn't like I mean, the French rum. And what was the plantation? That was Barbados, so that's English. Yep. So we, Barbados. <laughs> so we like to spit one Spanish and one English. And the, uh, Kirk and Swin- Sweeney, that's Dominican, so that's English again? Yep. No, that was that was, that was the Spanish one. Spanish. Oh, okay. Kirk and Sweeney was Spanish. It was I don't fucking know anymore. Santiago. Well, it's good to see you guys. Was cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They probably lied about where it's from. Well, I know I learned a lot about today's episode. I know the rum industry is, is an unregulated fucking mess, and a lot of bottling places are, are lying to customers. I also learned a lot about the different styles of rums. Um, and doing the research for the episode, I... But did you learn anything about yourself? <laughs> and that's no. what we're here for. Self-help. But I'm, I'm glad we did this episode. I didn't know that there was three different, like, major regions or that they have rums made at, so basically. Right. <laughs> Eng- you know, the English and French and Spanish, I didn't know anything about that. And I thought dark rums meant better rums, but lo and behold, they're probably dark rums are actually shittier rums. Except for plantation... And Kirk and Sweetie, they're good rums. Go buy them. All right. Anything got anybody to re- anything to promote? Self awareness. No. <laughs> Watch what you're drinking for rums. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of seems like you get what you pay for. All right. Yeah, I guess I didn't know what uh, to an extent. Guys, of course, the one was a gift, so mm-hmm. none of my business. Do your research. That's all we're trying to say. Go look your bot- look your bottle up on the internet. Read some tasting notes. Yep. Listen to our podcast. Yeah, you could do that too. You're already here. See the movie. <laughs> right. You can find. See the movie. Don't read the book. You can find uh, Chelsea over there over at Dick Plugins on Instagram. You can catch Chef Kev on KVOI's Most comment wanted. section. The Valley on... News Live comment section at Rough Cut Social Club. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Ernie, where can they find you? Close by. What the fuck? You don't exist. We can't promote ourselves. You have to do it. But Ernie gets to talk. No, you said you can find fucking fuck off. I'm done. <laughs> Is that to all promote. it took for you to get you to shut Cheers. up? God, why didn't we do that sooner? <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can find me across the street. All right. Old. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Or email us for any questions and comments at info at com. Please email them. Knox reads all of them, so I don't have to. So just flood it with garbage about rum. Gee, thanks. 
about rum. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You too can support our show by supporting them. You can also click the link at the bottom of our episode description and donate to help with production costs and beer for our fridge to review for you. Has anybody done that yet? Yes. Good. Thank you. And of course, thanks to your listeners and neighbors without whom this podcast couldn't happen. And to you, we say, may your glasses be full and your spirits high. Cheers. Cheers.